Islamic Finance News, the world's leading Islamic finance news provider, this is IFN Podcast. Sustainable and green sukuk are the poster child of the Islamic ESG sector. But what are the factors and issuer needs to consider before tapping this asset class? My name is Vinita Tatam, the Managing Editor of Islamic Finance News, and in today's episode, we speak to Chong Chi Leong, the CEO of Chagamas, the National Mortgage Corporation of Malaysia. Chagamas is the country's largest debt issuer, which has also issued sustainable silkuk. And Chong, in today's episode, will help us explore what issuers can learn from the Chagamas experience. Today, we're going to talk about SRI Sukuk. So globally, we're particularly in Southeast Asia, we have seen this strong drive towards Islamic ESG investing. And I think SRI Sukuk is a great example of this phenomenon, with Malaysia being at the forefront. Chagamas too has entered this space. Could you tell us how did Chagamas journey into the SRI Sukuk space begin? Could you share with us uh, the motivation behind issuing SRI Sukuk? Good morning and thank you, Veneta. Um, Chagamas, as you are aware, is the largest issuer of uh, corporate debts in Malaysia, including uh, Sukuk. So in terms of uh, Chagamas' uh, mandate, basically is also to promote homeownership among Malaysians as well as to help develop the capital market in Malaysia, including in Islamic finance. So as, uh, as such, basically, the um, issuance of sustainability SRI Sukuk, for example, fits in well with our mandate. The journey began, I believe, in nine, uh, 2018, when we started looking at the sustainability bonds and Sukuk uh, framework. Essentially, in our roadshows with investors, particularly in Europe and also in some of the neighbouring countries, we see more and more investors being interested in uh, ESG-related issuances, in uh, green issuances as well as in sustainability issuances. As such, Chagamas formally established a sustainability bond sukuk framework in January 2019. And this framework was actually incorporated into our 60 billion ringgit uh, medium-term note and Islamic medium-term note program. So essentially, that would uh, allow Chagamas to uh, issue or to hop onto the uh, bandwagon for issuing of uh, sustainability bonds and sukuk. The objective of this uh, framework is really to reaffirm the company's mission to support home ownership and affordability vis-a-vis sustainable development. Also to raise awareness on the importance of sustainable development and to support and promote the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So in our case, basically, we identified three, uh, four Sustainable Development Goals, which is SDG 6 on clean water and sanitation, SDG 7 on affordable and clean energy, uh, SDG 8 on decent work and economic growth, as well as SDG 11 on sustainable cities and communities. So basically, this framework, um, as I mentioned, allow us to tap into the um, market in terms of issuance of sustainability uh, bonds and sukuk. Now, as you are also aware that um, the Securities Commission of Malaysia has come up with a sustainable and responsible investing investment um, sukuk framework, which is called the SRI uh, sukuk framework. 
And under this framework, basically, um, Chagamas issued its first um, SRI Sukuk in October 2020. Now, before I go on to the details of that issuance, maybe I should elaborate that our sustainability framework has actually incorporated the best practices as outlined under the International Capital Market Association or ICMA 2018 Sustainability Bond Guideline, the ASEAN 2018 Sustainability Bond Standards, and as I said, also the Securities Commission SRI Sukuk Framework. The, the starting point really for Chagamas was to get financial institutions to identify for us assets that will fall under any category that uh, qualifies for the issuance of sustainability bonds and sukuk. So for the Islamic Bank, we have been working with them in terms of identifying, um, for example, loans that are classified as affordable housing for the purpose of issuance of our first uh, SRI sustainability sukuk. Now, what is important to note is that in October 2020, when we embarked on the issuance of our first um, sustainability suku, uh, it was for 100 million ringgit and it was issued together with uh, 350 ringgit um, IMTN or Islamic medium term note for three years. So essentially, both the issuances were for three years and the total issuance of 450 million ringgit. There was a book to cover um, of 3.3 times at the initial guidance price. Now, what was interesting is that when we tightened the price uh, due to the very uh, strong demand, we eventually saw the um, SRI Sukuk achieving a two basis point lower in terms of final yield compared to the three-year IMTN. So basically, we paid... 2.23 for the SRI Sukuk as compared to 2.25% per annum for the IMTN that we issued. So this really reflects the fact that there are a lot of investors um, in Malaysia that are interested in SRI Sukuk. So as I said, uh, basically our investors for this uh, SRI Sukuk included a statutory body, pension funds, uh, insurance companies, financial institutions, asset managers, and fund managers. So we actually had a diverse um, group of investors. I think that's really interesting because this is obviously a very investor-driven exercise. You've mentioned, you've seen demand um, through European investors, and obviously the, the recent issuance that you made, it had a lot of demand, overwhelming demand from Malaysian investors as well. I'm very curious to learn more about the investor profile. Were there any significant differences between investors in SRI Sukuk and conventional bond or even um, the usual Sukuk offerings that Chagamas does? Well, essentially in Malaysia, um, we do have a number of pension funds and perhaps some asset managers that have allocated a specific amount of um, maybe their funds under management for sustainability issuances or green issuances. Uh, but generally, the investors are pretty much similar uh, in a sense because basically, yes, you know, in Malaysia, um, the um, investor base are quite diverse, obviously, starting from pension funds, insurance companies, uh, financial institutions, asset managers, fund managers. And as I said, some of them have specific um, allocation for this purpose. 
But in general, the rest of the investors basically would also subscribe to the sustainability issuances, obviously depending on the price, right? So at the end of the day, I think uh, what is important uh, to note here is, of course, in Europe, you will see that um, for green issuances, for example, there is actually a savings of at least up to even 10 basis points, for example, uh, as compared to a normal issuances. But in the case of Asia, I believe, and of course, including Malaysia, uh, generally, the um, difference is probably very marginal. Uh, in our case, we managed to get the two basis point in uh, 2020 issuance. Um, so it is really something that uh, with increased awareness among investors and increased focus of moving their uh, focus into investing into sustainability and green bonds and sukuk, for example, we will probably see in the future um, probably some savings in terms of yields if we do issue a sustainability sukuk, for example, as compared to a Islamic medium-term note. Dr. you earlier mentioned that Chagama has put together a sustainability framework, of course, also guided by international benchmarks, and you also have the SRI sukuk framework uh, by the SC. Could you provide us with an overview of the issuing process from your perspective? Um, I suppose it's for the listeners who are listening in, what were the differences in issuing SRI Suku in comparison to a conventional facility? Are there any additional I suppose, uh, challenges or considerations that they have to take into account? Well, firstly, for issuances of sustainability Suku, for example, we need to ensure that the use of proceeds are used basically to uh, for Chagamas to buy eligible loans under the framework and as you know, our framework has also have obtained a second opinion from REM uh, Sustainability Sundarian Berhad. They are the second uh, opinion provider in our case. So basically, whatever we uh, do, they will need to provide the second opinion. So the use of proceeds is one of the main difference. We want to make sure that the proceeds that we have obtained through the issuance of the Sukuk are channeled to loans or to purchase loans that qualify under the framework. The second part is really for the process for the project evaluation itself. So basically, again, we have established a set of eligibility criteria for these loans, which will qualify under the different category in the framework. So again, this eligibility criteria has been what you call looked at by the second opinion provider as well. So we will furnish this um, eligibility criteria to the approved seller, which is in our case, the financial institutions, which will evaluate in their portfolio whether they have loans that fall under this criteria. So if they do, obviously, then we could uh, work together with them in ensuring that the issuance would comply with our sustainability uh, scope framework and the issuance will be a sustainability SRI Sukuk, for example. So it is important that uh, the identification of the assets and the loans that have been um, identified for particular issuances meet the criteria that has been set out in the framework. Now, at any point in time um, during the process, for example, if there's, um, we found that uh, this is not, uh, the, the assets do not comply, for example, with the eligibility criteria, we will need to, at the best opportunity time, uh, opportune time, to basically replace those assets 
uh, with those that will meet the criteria. So management of the assets of the proceeds is actually important because the proceeds, as I mentioned, similar to a normal issuance, uh, but for this case, the proceeds are used to purchase eligible assets that qualify under the framework. And as I mentioned earlier, during the life of the sustainability uh, sukuk, for example, if any of those loans fail to fulfill the eligibility criteria, Chagamas will have to, on a best effort basis, to find to ensure replacement with loans and financing or financing that would qualify under the um, criteria that's been stated in the framework. The additional uh, requirement for issuance of sustainability scope, for example, is the reporting requirement where Chagamas will need to publish an annual sustainability SUKUP uh, progress report, which would outline our issuances during the year, as well as the um, impact throughout the tenor of this sustainability uh, SUKUP, the use of the proceeds, and also to provide additional information with regards to these issuances. Uh, if I may, one more, uh, one, one more actually criteria, which is the external review, where Chagamas has to obtain a second um, party opinion from a approved um, provider. So in this case, we have RAM Sustainability Sindarian Berhad to basically confirm the validity of the Chagamas uh, sustainability um, issuances are in conformance with the framework. There, there is a lot of uh, due diligence that go into picking the right assets and making sure all these criteria set up by your framework is being met. I'm curious yes. to know um, as far as uh, success of this SRI SQL issues, because when you talk about uh, the reporting, you also mentioned how uh, there is also a need to report the impact of the SRI SQL. How do you sort of measure that? And are there any differences with how the success of a conventional bond or a SQL issuance is measured? Well, I guess in terms of the measurement of success, it would actually boils down to the ultimately to the yield that is being uh, mm. offered for this particular issuance as compared to a normal uh, SQL issuance, for example. That would clearly reflect the demand side of it because basically with uh, greater demand, you will probably see a greater compression in terms of the yield and perhaps uh, be able to offer a better, uh, ultimately a better cost of funding to the financial institutions to onward land to the house buyers, for example. So essentially to me, basically to, to measure the success you really need to look at the demand for the issuances as compared to a normal issuance. Um, as you know, even if you compare Sukuk with a conventional bond, for example, obviously in Malaysia, the Sukuk uh, demand will be greater because conventional funds can also buy uh, Sukuk. And obviously the Islamic funds and uh, Islamic banks and Takafu operators, basically they would uh, buy Sukuk. So in essence, what was important is really the demand <clears throat> And of course, to make sure, we have to make sure <clears throat> that whatever we do, the issuances must meet the Sharia compliant uh, aspect as well as the sustainability Sukuk framework. Mm. When we talk about demand, earlier you mentioned, for example, in, in European countries, you see that sustainable issuances are, say, 10 basis points cheaper. Whereas here, 
with more awareness, we will get um, that sort of uh, margins as well. Um, are there any barriers that comes or challenges uh, as far as um, uptake of SRI school offerings are concerned? And if so, what are they? Well, for our inaugural issuance, we actually don't see any um, difference between the issuance of uh, the normal sukuk as well as mm. against the SRI sukuk. The only difference, as I said, is the basically the other governance aspect that we need to put in place. For example, internally, we need to seek approval from the Asset Liability Committee for the issuance of sustainability sukuk. And also, it must make sure that all the criteria that I've mentioned earlier are met. Uh, so that is the important aspect because in the normal suku issuance, for example, Chagamas will be able to buy home financing from a financial institution. So it need not fall under the category of, for example, affordable housing. But in the case of the um, sustainability suku, it must meet the criteria of affordable housing. And in fact, under the framework and uh, as prescribed by the RAM Sustainability Centre and Berhad, our issuance was actually uh, given a Tier 1 uh, social benefit rating under the framework. So in terms of the investors, I think um, end of the day, what they will probably be looking at is really the yield. And of course, for those that have got specific funds allocated for sustainability or green issuances, obviously this is an opportunity for them to invest in something uh, that would meet those criteria that they have put in place. So we see more and more investors actually being interested in this area of ESG in terms of um, issuances of sustainability sukuk, for example, as well as green sukuk. The supply side actually has been quite slow. Obviously, we do have, I think, in Malaysia, issuances of a number of uh, green sukuk along the way. And also, because we have a few of these sustainability sukuk issuances as well. Um, so I think the trend is, especially with the post-COVID-19 uh, pandemic uh, crisis, we will probably see uh, more and more issuances under the sustainability uh, Sukuk framework of the respective uh, issuers, for example. Chagamas is Malaysia's largest issuer of corporate debt uh, instruments and also have very extensive and deep experience in both the Islamic and conventional space. What sort of key lessons were learned during the issuance of the SRI Sukuk and what do you think can be done differently? I guess as an established issuer, it was probably easier for Chagamas to enter into the sustainability space as compared perhaps to a new issuer uh, in terms of um, getting the uh, uh, interest from investors. So I think the starting point is basically uh, Chagamas has been a long established issuer, has, has, a, has been an issuer since uh, 1987. So with 30 over years of experience in terms of issuance, and of course, uh, over the years, we have also um, issued a number of award-winning Sukuk structures, including the Sukuk um, Alim, as well as the Sukuk uh, Wakala Bill Istima. So because of this, I think the general um, investors' uh, perception of uh, Chagamas issuances is basically um, being a strong issuer, the interest is always there. 
And so in terms of the interest, as you see, as I mentioned, the book to cover at the initial price guidance was about 3.3 times okay, for the issuance itself. So this clearly look at the um, uh, interest of the investors as how they perceive the issuer. And obviously, Chagamas is a AAA issuer in local uh, domestic uh, fixed income market. And we have issued um, a total of about 350 over billion ringgit worth of uh, bonds and sukuk um, over the years. So because of this track record, we find that it is probably easier to um, get investors. And as I also mentioned, in fact, the investor base for this uh, first SRI sukuk included a statutory body and the pension funds in Malaysia. So basically, we have the big investors um, being interested in this issuance. Now, in 2021, which is this year, we actually issued another 100 million uh, SRI suko. But that one was actually done through private placement. So basically, we do not, um, or rather, we are not able to compare in terms of the pricing of that particular issuance against a normal IMTN issuance because it was done through private placement. But in any case, I think the pricing was uh, rather good as well. So we do see more and more interest, as I said, by investors in uh, looking up into sustainability, uh, SRI suko, as well as I believe a green suko, and perhaps even social suko. Having issued in 2020 and in 2021, will we continue to see SRI suko from Chagamas in the future? Well, basically Chagamas... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, has put in place building blocks to allow us to continue issuing uh, sustainability sukuk in 2022 and beyond. Uh, something else that we are looking at, obviously, to expand even on the sustainability part is also perhaps in the future to look at issuance of green sukuk, which is more towards, obviously, as you know, the recently completed uh, COP26, right? Eh? Uh, conference in uh, in Glasgow basically has you see that there's a lot of uh, interest in climate change these days and obviously green sukuk would fit in well into that agenda uh, as you know Malaysia is one of the supporter of this uh, climate change agenda globally so uh, Chagamas would also work not just in terms of uh, continue issuing sustainability sukuk but also looking at opportunities where we can also issue, for example, in future, the green sukuk as well. So, so yes, there are uh, what you call plans for us to continuing uh, to issue uh, sustainability sukuk, but we need to basically work with the financial institution to identify assets or loans that would qualify under our sustainability sukuk framework. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jato, for joining us today. It's really a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you for listening. For more discussions on the Islamic finance industry, log on to www.islamicfinancenews.com. You can also listen to IFN Podcast on your favorite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.